John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show! Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. It is, and I think the thing that all the listeners have been waiting to find (laughs) out, John, is did you or did you not have the coronavirus? I did. I did! Yeah, so I... Uh, and you made it through. I did. It's definitely the weirdest illness I've ever had. So on the Saturday after talking to you, I was like coughing and, and uh, out of breath. And then Sunday, my cough was a bit less, but I still felt really out of breath. Monday, I wasn't coughing at all, really, but I was really out of breath. Tuesday, I was just absolutely knackered. Like I kept falling asleep, just literally like, like an old man, just kept dozing off. Was this the week before you had COVID or... No, no, this, was, had, this is oh, when... No, sorry. I was just accusing you of being out of breath constantly. Uh, no, no, well, yeah, I, I like to do a bit of exercise, but uh, but yeah, then... So the Tuesday, I just kept falling asleep. Then Wednesday, woke up at half seven and felt absolutely brilliant. Like, literally oh, right. felt really good. Um, so for me, it lasted, what, Friday night to Tuesday, I'd say. So by So was it by the Wednesday you were feeling brilliant? Yeah, you said. So yeah. You, so what you're saying is you'd recommend getting the coronavirus? <laughs> well, I I did um, a bit of a schoolboy error because I caught it on the Friday. Legally, you have to be off work for ten days. So my tenth day was eleventh uh, day was the following Monday because I had two weekends. Oh dear. So if I'd have That's a if I'd got it on like a yeah, if I'd got it on a Monday, I could have seen could have had a couple of weeks off like some of my colleagues have very cleverly done. <laughs> yeah, they're very smart. They probably suppressed it for the Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Well, my daughter, she was over the moon because she didn't get any of the symptoms or anything. And even though I went back to work on the Monday, she had another four days off because uh, if you've not got symptoms, you get two weeks off. <laughs> so, so I'm now I'm now of the opinion, uh, after having it, that it was definitely man-made because it was very weird and not natural. <laughs> and I also reckon uh, that locking down the economy is a fucking disgrace. I think people should just get on with it. Um, my school closed down, sent an entire class home because they were doing random testing of people. This girl got randomly tested, absolutely no symptoms, but she had it. So because of that, her entire class have been off for two weeks, even though nobody's sick. So they're all like walking out the school gates, celebrate oh, good time. They told, they told basically, because the girl didn't know she had it, so she was at school. So what they did was when the kids had lunchtime, they just stopped certain classes coming back in. Unfortunately for me, I teach uh, in the lab on the bottom floor. So my class were all in and all their mates were outside dancing, singing, calling them on the phones. Going, yeah, wear off home, banging on the windows. Um, my lot were gutted. You know, some of them were going, yeah, but I sit next to her, this girl. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, no, it doesn't I was on matter. I the bus with her this morning. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. 
that that reminds me of when I was at primary school. You remember when you used to have the uh, the hair lice inspection? Do you remember those? Oh yeah, yeah. So we had ours once. It was, we were I don't know, sort of ten years old. And then during the PE class, we were in the school hall, and in the PE class people were called over to one side of the room and the, the hair lice lady would inspect your hair. <laughs> if you were free of hair lice, you could rejoin the class. And if you had hair lice, you had to sit in the corner. <laughs> so there was like a group of like five or six kids. And thankfully, I wasn't one of them. <laughs> five or six kids sat there called like nitty and licey for the rest of their school lives. <laughs> I, uh, my little brother once um, climbed into the medicine cabinet and decided to drink a bottle of knit sort of <laughs> lotion. So he had to go to hospital and get his stomach pumped. <laughs> and he's never had knits. He's never had yeah, knits. he's never had knits. Never had internal knits. <laughs> well, they come out in your hair, the chemical. You know, that's why, you know, if you're into <laughs> drugs and stuff, they can check if you've been taking drugs by taking your hair sample, can't they? <laughs> hey, there's a man who's Googled that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, 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 Sam, in Japan. Anyway, what's been going on with you? Well, uh, we've got a typhoon here in Japan at the moment. The uh, So this weekend's been a bit of a washout. Uh, and to make matters worse, uh, tomorrow morning, because yeah, I turned 40 recently. Yeah. Uh, so in Japan, when you turn 40, you start getting, I think it's an annual like a uh, government health check where they check out if like how you're getting on and blood tests and blood pressure and all that sort of stuff so tomorrow morning i've been having to behave myself a bit on this saturday night <laughs> normally <laughs> i'd says, be rocking taking a drink of a beer <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> i'm trying to limit it as much as possible let's <laughs> have a little sip ah and um but yeah normally i'd be rocking i'll be <laughs> <laughs> So they've got the envelope this week, you know, with all the stuff in it. And they're, they're quite thorough. And one of the, you have to do like a wee test. They've got a test tube that you do a wee into. Yeah, and you've got yeah. to do like a poo, they do a poo scraper test thing. Yeah, it's got like a little spoon on it. Yeah, it's like the one I got, it was, it was like more like a corkscrew, I suppose. All oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah, and you kind of jab it. And it said like in the instructions. Well, firstly, so I've been carrying this poo kit around all week in my bag. <laughs> Because you never know when nature's going to strike. So I had a, my window of opportunity was from Thursday to tomorrow morning. And they had said, right. you, you have to get two different samples. So, yeah. so I've been carrying it around in my bag, waiting for it, praying that it wasn't coming when I was in Starbucks or something <laughs> like that. So anyway, thankfully, they both happened while I was at home. But... They said, so what you do, the, the instructions were like, you get the toothpicky thing and you jab it in and then you kind of have to wiggle it around a bit. Yeah. And, uh, and it kind of occurred to me how, well, number one, how glad there was no cameras around at the time I was doing this. Yeah. <laughs> but number two, it's not quite as easy to wiggle as you think it might be. Because like, it kind of like gave you like, the indication of swishing it to get like right. the length and breadth of the volume if you like <laughs> but i ended up being more like a man at a party with a sausage on a cocktail stick <laughs> right oh well you obviously eat a lot of fiber <laughs> but yeah i mean it did i was uh, uh, and as ever apologies to anyone having their breakfast uh, <laughs> but yeah it, 
it occurred to me that people who are a little bit constipated or, you know, all the other way around, this could be quite a yeah. difficult uh, procedure to, you know, to complete. Yeah. Have you done it before? Yeah, yeah. well, my... Uh, so I used to have to do it every year for school. And I remember the last one I did... So my missus, because um, the form was always in Japanese, so my missus used to tick what I had. And then the last one I went for, they were like, you know, I had to have a camera down my throat, so into my stomach. And it was horrible. It was horrendous. You know, no, very, I don't know, no anesthetic. Yeah, I think they just kind of stick it down there. It's like, I thought it was going to be, you know, modern technology is going to be like a fiber optic, <laughs> like a thread. And it was like a fucking hose pipe. <laughs> It was awful. And then afterwards, I said to my missus, like, why did you sign me up for that? Like, it was horrible. Have you ever had it? And she was like, no, I've never had it. <laughs> so I was, again, a guinea pig for... Because uh, usually people do, like, the barium drink and then they go on that wheel. Yeah, so I've got that one coming up tomorrow, yeah. Right. So she... I've never had that, you see. So instead, I ended up with the, the full camera down into my stomach and uh, it was horrible. Just thinking about it now makes me feel like throwing up. I, I I have had the camera once previously too down the throat. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It... Well, it's just it's just lying on your side and like tears are coming down your face. It's just really pathetic. And the nurse is going, the nurse is going, just relax. Ugh. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'll just relax with this fucking pipe down yeah. my throat. Well, I told, when, I, when I was like about 13 or 14, I had some basically like kind of like an ulcer in my stomach. So... The uh, the hospital, I had that camera down the throat, but they put me under because I was classed as a child. And I woke up in the middle of the uh, procedure, and I'll never forget just being pinned down because I was thrashing around, panicking. Uh, oh, no you know, way. A, light, a light over my face, you know, people in masks pinning me down while this <laughs> thing was in my throat. And it was roughly about the time when I was sort of really into X-Files, so it fucking freaked me out. I thought it was like alien abduction. And then that was the birth of John the Conspiracy Theorist. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Well, you're just lucky that the uh, pipe was going down your mouth and not up the other yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Not an anal probe. But, uh, yeah, that no, was horrible. And so, mm. yeah, 20 years later when I had it done properly as an adult, I thought, surely technology's got better. That's why when they pulled out this fucking hose pipe, I'm like... And I'm in Japan. I'm in Japan, the land of technology. It must be better now. Yeah. 20 years has passed. Surely medical science has caught up with the idea of, you know, fibre optics and... No, still a hose pipe. <laughs> They'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what's on today's show then? We have the return of uh, the segment, Is It Okay? We haven't had that one for a while. Uh, we have the burning question, which was, what thing has a kid ruined for you? And we have a whole lot more. But uh, of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Uh, it's time for the news. John, what have you got for me? Okay, so this is from the uh, Huffington Post. Have you heard of the Ignoble Prize? Uh, yes, so that is the that's the one where they do stupid stuff, isn't it? The Darwins is where they nearly kill themselves. Is the global yeah. one where it's like a science but a waste of time? Is that what it is? Yeah, so it's like science experiments that uh, appear to be completely pointless, but quite often they do have ulterior things. But yeah, so this this is the uh, ignoble winner for this year. So I want you to try and guess what the missing word is: man who made knife from. What among 2020 ignoble winners? Mm. 
A man who made knife. He made he made a knife out of something. He fashioned a knife out of something. Okay, I think it's a man who made knife out of uh, out of metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> very much, very much keeping in uh, in line with today's conversation. It's man who made a uh, knife out of frozen poop. Oh, do you know what? I was that I was that close to saying poop, and I thought <laughs> I, we've just had a five-minute poop conversation. I can't bring it back around there again. That is so bad. I'm giving myself the point. Uh, so it's an, an anthropologist who tested an urban legend by fashioning a knife out of a fr- frozen human feces. Um, so that was one of them. So basically, this guy. Sorry, could you imagine if this is some listener's first episode they've ever listened to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me assure you, it's not always like this. But no, no, it is. It is. <laughs> so let's have a look. So basically, he said that there was a an urban legend in Canada about an Inuit who had um, stabbed someone to death uh, by fashioning a uh, a knife out of poop. So uh, Martin Erin was the guy's name. So he'd been fascinated in this story since he was uh, in high school. He'd heard about a man who'd made a knife out of his home excrement but did it come true so what do we think he used real real human feces frozen to minus 50 degrees centigrade and filed to a sharp edge he then tried to <laughs> cut meat with it so what do we think do you think it was a success or do we think it's an urban legend that's been proven nonsense uh i would i think if something is frozen to minus 50 and yeah. the and and then the, if it's being used as a knife to cut something, I think if the if let's say it was cutting meat, you said, yeah, he yeah. said doesn't say what kind of meat. So I'm assuming like steak or something. Steak or something. I think that is possible. If it was that cold, yeah, I'm I'm saying that's a true, a true. Right. So he said uh, the poop na- knives failed miserably. He said, oh. uh, there's not a lot of em- basis empirically for this fantastic story. Uh, but it does make an important point. There are a lot of narratives out there based on phony or unproven science. Uh, COVID. <coughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find a, a jingle that actually does go. <laughs> and I'll insert it when you conspiracy theorise. <laughs> so there was uh, some other um, ignoble experiments. So this was uh, a guy who. Richard Vetter won an Ig Nobel Prize for his paper looking at people who spend their lives studying insects are creeped out by what? So uh, entomologists, uh, people who study insects, he found quite a lot of them are actually scared or freaked out by something. So do you want to guess what they are? What they're freaked out by? Is the thing they're freaked out by an insect or is it something completely different? No, so it's not an insect. Right. So these people study insects, but they're freaked out by something that's not an insect. Uh, it's probably the opposite sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's spiders. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> got, you, um, they, they got that one on a technicality. <laughs> yeah, well, I said, you know, he said he found it weird that people who spend their lives studying bugs and stuff, um, the two extra legs seem to make a difference. So yeah. over his 32 years... He talked to lots of entomologists who said, uh, you know, I love bugs, but I hate spiders. Uh, it's because they are fair, hairy, fast, silent, and they have extra legs that freak entomologists out. <laughs> so what would you, if if, if you had to uh, hold on to like a big beetle, 
or a big spider which one are you choosing to to hold on to um i'd probably hold the big beetle just because spiders tend to be poisonous yeah you know, if they're that big you know even though tarantulas it's only like a bee sting the thought of being bitten by something yeah no, but then if it was you. like a you know if it was like a, one of those vicious ants i probably wouldn't <laughs> want to hold that either um but this was another one. This one made me laugh because we've got a friend who definitely, definitely suffers from this. So uh, a guy called Damien Denise and his colleagues earned the Ig Nobel Prize in Medicine for pioneering a new psychiatric diagnosis. So I'm going to tell you what the name of the, the uh, condition is, and I want you to try and guess what you think it is. So it's called misophonia. So spelt like mis- misophonia. Right. So... Um, I so it's, think... a, it's a new psychiatric diagnosis from the University of Amsterdam. Um, Ph- we've got a friend who suffers from this, definitely. Phonia sounds like something to do with noise. So I'm going to say this is people who get extremely irritated by certain noises or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's getting annoyed by noises other people make. Um, <laughs> so, so he says uh, it's specializes in patients well he specializes in patients with anxiety compulsive and impulsive disorders he was inspired by a former patient who became so enraged by people who sneeze that she felt like killing them (laughs) (laughs) so um so we said we've got a friend who got angry about people stirring the tea didn't he He used to get very angry uh, by people using a teaspoon in a tea he's he said to me once as I was stirring my coffee, oh, you're one of those loud stirrers, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Justin, if you do listen, then we, uh, there is, you, you've got an actual diagnosis now. You suffer from misophonia. One of the Star Wars characters <laughs> suffers from that condition, Jar Jar Binks. When you ask him, uh, when you see Jar Jar Binks and you're arranging to go out with him, he always says, misophonia. <laughs> <laughs> just got that now. No, it's really really it's just awful it's really really good <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like the jar jar pinks on it just, it is so 2002 <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. that was j and s in j news is it okay to lay in bed all day oh yes is it okay to like theresa may no, fuck no. <laughs> is it okay to say that is gay? No, not at all. Is it okay to feed a horse hay? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, is it okay? Is it is it okay to to make a jingle this way? <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to ask the question: Is it okay? Uh, this time the question was is it okay to use hand sanitizer instead of soap after going to the toilet and i can assure you it seems like these things are planned now this is the poop episode (laughs) but it really wasn't planned that way it just turned out naturally (laughs) this question was set much earlier in the week so uh please excuse us uh, is it okay to use hand sanitizer instead of soap after going to the toilet? We had a reply on Facebook from Aaron. Uh, he said, no, just no. <laughs> Did anyone else get in touch? Well, so the poll we put on Twitter, uh, there was three options. Yes, but only after a wee. Yes, after a wee or a poo. Or no, it's never okay. 
And so in first place with 50% of the votes, it was no, it's never okay. It's never okay. Well, <laughs> it's never okay to use hand sanitizer instead of so. And then second place was yes, after a week, 37.5%. And the remaining 12.5% was yes, after a wee or a poo. Right. <laughs> so. So, sorry, the, the overwhelming was no, it's never okay. What was the percentage? 50% of people said no, it's not okay. So 50% of... Yeah, half the people. Half the people. So what what's your feeling on this matter? Um, I'd probably go yes, but only after a wee. But, well... The thing is, you're going to have to touch... Is it is the hand sanitizer one of those electronic ones where you put your hands under and it dispenses it, or are you pushing your hand down onto it? Um, I, well, it, it wasn't stipulated in the question, so I mean... What... No, but that's, a, that's the deal breaker. Go on then, show, show, us, show us your workings. If you're physically touching something to then put hand sanitizer on, but what you're touching is already covered in crap, then I'm not, again, I'm not having that, so it's not okay. But, but if you're putting your hand... After you've had a wee, if you're putting your hand underneath a laser and then some squirts into your hand, and you, you rub your hands together and then go out. I'm, I'm happy with that. So you're all for the technology? Yeah. Although I'm not sure if the first part of your reasoning makes sense, because, okay, so let's say you go for a wee, and so you've only got potentially wee-wee contaminated hands, and then you go to the, yeah. you go to the dispenser, which potentially has poo yeah. on it from other people. Yeah. But... You're, That's what I mean. But yeah. you're going to get the, the wash out of it. You're going to get the alcohol. Yeah, but did it, are they... If you look on the bottle, it doesn't say 100% effective, does it? You reckon it's the 99.9%? Oh, well, this is... We we literally in school did this week, Did we got some agar gel plates, and we got some kids, uh, we got in pairs, went, right, wash your hands with hand sanitizer, go, go through it. So they did it, put their hands on there, and some of the filth that grew in the next 24 hours, unreal. No way. Um, you know, the lab technician was like, did you actually get them to clean their hands first? I'm like, they did. You know, they washed their hands, they used hand sanitizer, and still some of them were absolutely <laughs> rank. So, um, Teenage boys, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, were it girls as well? Yeah. Boys and girls? No, boys and boys girls. And yeah, girls. no, there was girls. Some girls were just as dirty as the boys. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's not, that's not quite true. I'd say it's probably 60-40. 60% more bacteria from the boys. <laughs> you heard um, it here first. <laughs> bit of science for you. But no, so why, what, where do you stand on this? Are you? I bet um, you're all for it, aren't you? <laughs> you're not for it. <laughs> <laughs> Going around with a placard. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm sort of in a similar boat to you. I would say uh, after a poo is not quite on. Uh, as a last resort, maybe. But after a wee, yeah, I don't see why not. Um, so, yeah, if it, but I think you're right, actually, in kind of thinking about it. If it was a, if we're talking in a public setting, then no, I yeah. probably wouldn't be using the hand sanitizer. But if I was in my own Correct. house or my own place of work with a private bottle of hand sanitizer, I'm not saying I've done this for any co-workers or family members <laughs> who might be listening. I would love to see your missus's <laughs> face if she heard this. What are you making of the, what was it, 12% of people who said they would do it even after a poo? Well, those are the people who don't probably wash their hands anyway. You know, <laughs> so, cause... so you think they're going, they're actually upping their game. They're getting better. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. No, I, there are people who just don't do it at all. You know, it's the... Scum of the there earth, can't but... be many people who don't wash their hands after a poo. Come on, there can't be. Uh, I, there was a teacher, not in this school I work at now, but there's a teacher in Japan who I, I used to do it. 
And, you know, if I ever went to the toilet, roughly, like, go for a pee at the same time, he'd come out of the toilet after having a crap, just walk straight out. Aye, aye. Uh, he's a music teacher as well, so he'd be touching <laughs> piano keys and touching <laughs> drumsticks and passing them to the kids. I think he, was, he wasn't married for a reason, I guess. His fingers stink as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Alright, and now it's time for this episode's burning question Which is, what is something a kid has ruined for you? Justin got in touch on Facebook And he simply said Misophonia, Justin Oh, no, no, it wasn't me, Sophonia, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> clink, clink, clink. <laughs> no, this was Justin Hayward, uh, a good friend of mine, actually, oh. from uh, university days. He said that, uh, that one thing that a kid has ruined for him is simply sleep. And I think, <laughs> I think that's something that probably you and I and a lot of listeners can probably relate to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, on Twitter, JD got in touch um and he just said childhood which is quite depressing yeah <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know i don't really understand how like, having no well no i get it now i do get it so being bullied yeah. uh, by other kids i guess i read that on twitter earlier uh, that reply and it took me a minute to get it as well i'd say a minute i mean much much brighter than that it was a few seconds <laughs> but <laughs> uh yeah and it was like oh, oh. <laughs> But then afterwards, uh, I think I replied to him something like, oh, that's, that's deep. That's pretty deep. And then he replied with the childish, that's what she said. <laughs> so uh... so he so he brought it round. He brought it round. He, he went from deep, dark childhood bullying to <laughs> the depth of your penal penetration. <laughs> yes, that's like one of my stand-up sets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tony Tony Vega got in touch. He just put, don't get me started on goats. Um, to which you replied, it took me a second. So uh... Yeah, I was working slowly today. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very it's very important to emphasize the word kid in the question for, uh, for yeah. Tony's answer. <laughs> uh, how about for you then? Well, I was pretty surprised that no one got in touch. I mean, Ju- Justin got in touch and he said simply sleep. But I was surprised that no one else got in touch and simply said life. Uh, that seemed like <laughs> yeah. a pretty obvious, <laughs> pretty obvious one to me. But of course, loving my children so deeply, I don't believe that for a second to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was going to, one thing I think uh, that has been ruined recently for me was uh, some cooking I was doing. So my eldest Noah, he's nearly eight. Uh, I was cooking dinner. He came in the kitchen. He said, I want to make my recipe. So then I was like, okay. So we ma- I was making a salad. And then he said, I want to, he sort of took over. And there was lettuce in there and tomatoes. And he put in a bit of cheese. I thought, not looking bad. And then he put in a little bit of mayonnaise. I thought, that's pretty good. And then he put in an unholy amount of tomato ketchup i mean it was it wasn't like the amount of ketchup that you'd mix with mayonnaise to make like that salady mary rose sauce it was like the amount of tomato ketchup you'd put in there if you wanted to poison someone with tomato ketchup (laughs) (laughs) so i think one thing kids have ruined for me is my salad (laughs) well yeah i was gonna say food my uh having kids just that sort of age where you're just eating and everything you eat just is rubbish. Your favourite meal, because 
at some point during the meal, the kid's going to stop and go, I need a poo. And they're too small to wipe their own ass. So you've got to stop eating this delicious food that you've prepared to go and wipe another human being's fucking ass. So, just giving just giving poo a mention in every segment of the podcast this week. Yeah, it's it seems like John's had a bet with himself. <laughs> yeah. But that's true. It's just, you know, every, every meal just go... Oh. <laughs> well, I know. So I sympathise with you greatly. So today, just today, my youngest, Keo, is one and a bit. And so he's sort of, you know, starting to feed himself. But he gets yeah. to the point now where, you know, he goes, he, he's giving like, give me food, give me food, give me food. And then you give him a bit more food. He's like, don't be so stupid. I've had enough. And then he's like, <laughs> chucked it on the floor. The eff- <laughs> I just... There's so many of our conversations that's turned into just complaining about our families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is a part of being a parent, but it doesn't make it any less fr- any less no. frustrating at the time when yeah, you're yeah. trying to enjoy your spaghetti bolognese and he's oh. flinging spaghetti bolognese at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my, uh, my, my mum always tells a story about when I was a little kid and I, I was having dinner with my granddad. And I'd said, oh, you know, I need to go for a poo. And my granddad was like, what, in the middle of your dinner? And I was like, no, in the toilet. And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Matt Perkins uh, for providing some voices. Thanks to Ruben VM for the music. But most of all, thanks to you, the lovely listeners, for putting up... With all our shit. Get it in this segment as well. We put, put it with all our verbal diarrhoea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, talking of me, next episode's burning question is uh, the song in, in relation to misophonia. What's what's a sound that other people make that really annoys you? <laughs> Justin, the uh, tea clinker's going to come in with a long list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting expected a spreadsheet. <laughs> you should uh, you should actually email him and ask him because I want to oh, yeah. know what he says. <laughs> send him a send him a text message and ask him. All right. So is that is that, is that it? Anything else? Anything else? Just this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all. (laughs) All right. Catch Catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family Or even the people you're married You should 
join in Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe Just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan The International Comedy Podcast